Welcome back to Digesting Dark, where we are tackling the Netflix series Dark, one episode at a time. For this podcast, we watch season three, episode four, The Origin, and we are here to break it all down with no future knowledge of what else happens in this season. I am Zach Brooks, and I am joined by the the cane to my able, Aaron Brooks. <laughs> uh, they're not cane and able in this episode, but I think there might be references to cane and able. So, oh, I, I, I guess you can point those out to me. I only know Cain from wrestling. No, 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 not, not that Cain, different Cain. Cain and Abel, the, uh, from the Bible. So I did a little, did a little Wikipediaing before we uh, came on here today. So oh, okay. I have a theory on Cain and Abel. Uh, of course, the uh, Digesting Dark podcast, we are going through Dark one episode at a time, discussing each episode with no future knowledge for the rest of the season. We already went through the first two seasons on a rewatch before this third season came back. And now we're going through the third and final season, just one episode at a time, digesting them. So make sure you do not miss an episode of our podcast by subscribing on your podcatcher of choice. We are on a Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player.fm. We also have a YouTube page where we're uploading these podcasts. If you prefer to listen to podcasts on YouTube, you can subscribe on there. And be sure to send in your feedback to us. We have an email address, digestingdarkpod at gmail.com. Include the episode number in the subject line so that we know, uh, we know which, which episode you are emailing us about so we can pull that up. If you don't have the episode number, we're just putting it in a folder and we're not looking at those until we are a little bit further through the season, probably at the end. But if you put your episode number in, we will look at it and we'll discuss it on this podcast. So how are you? Did you like The Origin? Um, yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Um, a ton I think, of information in this. Yeah, it was a lot of information. I've watched it through quite a few times now and probably haven't gotten half of the information that I, that could come from this episode. I, uh, I had like the worst headache after watching this the first time and I kind of have a headache now after watching it a second time. And I'm getting very hung up on, um, certain things, but mostly the Agnes, uh, the Agnes stuff and like how is agnes related uh you know we know her parents her and noah's parents are celia and bartos and uh i think we know that celia is the woman with the scar in the future but um i'm just it, it's that part is really hanging me up when i look at my character chart the agnes of it all yes exactly yeah the pain in my agnes is what she is right now yeah she like is the character who seems so central to everything yet we don't have that much about it we've gotten a lot about noah we've gotten a lot about adam we've gotten a lot about martha we've gotten a lot about all these very close characters and agnes just kind of pops up here for a second always looks kind of different yeah like i i don't really know where she's from um i think we're gonna like, find out i have a feeling we're finding out in the next episode she she got into a portal or the you know the time portal in this one and she's going somewhere that Adam is sending her. So I think we're about to find out a lot more about her in the next episode. Yeah. But um, yeah, besides that uh, great episode and a lot lot to digest. The biggest thing to digest here is uh, what is going on in Martha's stomach. And we do have a little bit more information. Now the three ninjas, uh, we can call them the seed ninjas. If you want, they're the seed. Yeah. Seed that started at all. The alt Martha and Jonas's baby is going to be the three ninja characters that we've been watching all season that we have no idea who they are. They themselves say they do not have a name as well. Yep. Oh. They never were given one. 
Yes. So, and, and the reason why I came up with Cain and Abel is because I looked up uh, who the kids of Adam and Eve were, and I did know this, but I had forgotten it. Uh, so they had many kids, it seems like, but the their first two kids were brothers, Cain and Abel, and uh, Cain murdered Abel and then married his sister. So, um, you know, if you think about think about that we're seeing this uh the three ninjas character the mystery man the seed with a scar on one side of the face sometimes and a scar on the other side of the face other times are these two brothers that we're seeing yeah yeah could be they're twins rather than just they switch scar sides depending on the world they're in mm-hmm. yeah um and you know could be almost like a luke and leia type thing where there's twins and one twin goes to the prime world one twin goes to the alternate world and, you know, with each of the parents, one with Adam and one with Eve. Yeah. Oh, I was, think that's a very good theory. Yeah, that, that was kind of what I came to. And so we'll see. I'm sure, you know, we got a lot of information in this one. We've got four more episodes to go to get a lot more information from four the, from those four episodes. Yep. So before we dive into this one, of course, we have feedback that people sent in about episode number three. They sent it to our email address, digestingdarkpod at gmail.com. The first is a piece of feedback that we got from Sarah, Christina, Daniel, David, Jessica, Carolyn, and Suzanne. They all pointed out that uh, in our last episode, we were talking about um, we were talking about the boy in the church with Peter in the alternate world, and you and I both were like, "Oh yeah, that's probably a young version of Peter." Mm-hmm. Every single one of them said they're pretty sure that it is Benjamin Waller, meaning Benny from the mm. prime world, uh, but just a version of Benny that has not transitioned. So a version of Benny that is still a man. How did they all pick that up? I don't know. They, they all emailed about it. So um, Okay. Well, I wonder if those people maybe watched ahead and maybe some context comes back. I don't know how you would tell that's Benny otherwise. So one person Because that seems a lot like Noah talking to Bartos. Well, one person sent a picture of that and sent uh-huh. a picture of the boy's face and then sent a picture of Benny. And it is the, it does look like the same actor. Um, and it, my guess is probably that in the credits, maybe it credited yeah. that person as Benjamin. Um, I'm not going to assume that our listeners are, are watching ahead. Okay. Um, so then... Okay, well, I don't. I guess I don't. I would have to relook at that scene as Benny because I just really did take it as Peter. Yeah, I and you know maybe there's more to it than that. I mean, there's definitely we're gonna find out something else about that. But you know, it might, it might be that we're seeing that in both worlds, uh, there's there's some sort of attraction between Benny and Peter, mm-hmm. and it's just you know kind of a mirror, another example of mirroring. Okay. These two worlds, um, and they do have some sort of you know he's talking him through something. So you know maybe maybe Ben maybe Benjamin is in there talking about how he's feeling like he might be gay and he's going to a religious figure to talk about that. Yeah, or it's just like another form of an inappropriate relationship. Right. Exactly. So um, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay. Yeah. So I think I think the fact that it looked like it, you know, that it looked like the same actor, and then possibly. Uh, you know, if I didn't look at the credits, but maybe it was credited as that. And yeah, we got it from a whole bunch of people. Okay. And we also had two people who pointed out, uh, as well that actually three people. Um, so Suzanne who pointed out about Benjamin, uh, Rashawn also noted, and as did Archmaster Rennie that we talked about Killian and how Killian wasn't in the prime world. He actually is in both worlds. He was in, he was in the prime world in season one. He's in the play. 
So I know that he's in the play and I've seen this, but I think that they just reused this actor. I don't think that he's necessarily supposed to be that character. And But maybe, I mean, they never expressly point out that Orndor, Eric had a brother or anything like this. Right. It, it would so, seem, it's weird that his if he did have a brother and he disappeared, that his brother wouldn't be more involved. Yeah, like I know that they, I know he was casted in season one as the guy with like the black stripe in the play. That's Killian in mm-hmm. season one. He says a bunch of like lines that are very pertinent. I don't think he's playing the same character though. I think they just recasted. They've recasted a couple times actors who've played one small role as a larger role. Oh, really? So okay. yeah, I don't think that I don't think that he exists in the prime world. I really don't. Yeah, I think that the fact that she brings up the dorms is what's weird to me. And and maybe mm-hmm. there's like some students in high school go live in the dorms, especially considering his dad lives in a trailer. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe there's something with that. But I just assume that it was that Killian actually is older and, and maybe is in college in the in maybe in both worlds, but definitely in the alternate world. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure either, but I don't think that's the same character because we saw him in season one. I really mm-hmm. don't. Um, all right. And then Wes from Philadelphia, which is my favorite name that he signed with because it reminds me of West Philadelphia, uh, where he's born and raised. He uh, noticed that we refer to Noah and now Outworld Peter as being priests. He said, not your fault, because uh, they do refer to him as priests in the subtitles. Uh, but he would like to submit that they are not Catholic priests who take a vow of celibacy, but more likely a Lutheran, cl- uh, Lutheran clergy, Lutheran clergy okay. uh, in Germany. And after all, being the birthplace of the Reformation and Lutheran Church, Lutheran ministers do wear a collar for services, but unlike the Catholic clergy, are not required to be celibate. Hmm. Okay. So uh, we did ask for a little bit of uh, people writing in and giving us some expertise on religion. So we got that from Wes. Um, Walter also picked up on what we did with the uh, cleft lip uh, when he kills Tan House. His uh, scar is on the right, it was on our right. So his left side of his face, and it does switch when he's in the alternate world. And so he picked up on that. It's definitely, it definitely happens again in this episode that we're going to talk about too. Mm-hmm. So, so David Nix also wrote in, um, and he said that he actually noticed that the alternate world is sometimes filmed backwards. So he's seen examples where the signs are flipped uh, so that they read like normal, um, but everything else is actually filmed, like they mirror it and then they just fix the, they, they fix the letters he noticed in season three episode one when charlotte is interviewing alexander in his office his suit jacket is backwards the breast pocket where you would put a handkerchief is on the wrong side also charlotte's face droops on the wrong side he thinks maybe they film things backwards to avoid having to build huge sets like the nuclear interior police station in the school uh, and the junkyard where eric's family lives just to avoid having to spend so much money on, on rebuilding those sets mm-hmm and it adds a little bit of the, just a feeling that things are off. Right. Yes. I do think that that some of that might even be intentional, that it's not just a cost cutting thing, but it's like, let's film it. So it's, uh, so things are off and even the transitions are off. So that would make sense. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of transitions, let's transition into talking about this episode and then we'll get into some of our feedback at the end. So we open with uh, Trante walking through the woods and he's by the caves and we hear somebody starting to give a very long monologue. Of course, this is the three ninjas once again, and they are, uh, they are surrounding Trante and they are mentioning that you are attracted to the dark, like a moth to the light. The dark is what we are born out of and return to it. The, 
the cult ninja. We're calling him cult. He's the middle ninja, the one that does most of the talking. He tells Trante that he's grown quite a bit and says that he knew Trante's mother, Agnes. Mm-hmm. And long ago. Long ago, yes. And uh, he says to Trante that, and Trante asks him if he has a name, and he says, I don't have a name. I wasn't given one. But back then, it was me who chose what to call you. I, th- I think it's a pretty safe assumption that he is Trante's father. Mm-hmm. Notes that he has Trante's eyes take after um, his mother. Mm. Yes. So um, yeah, and, and Tron and Colt is the only one who ever talks with these three. Yeah, that's the true. old He's man the doesn't voice. talk, and the kid doesn't talk. Both of which seem like they should be able to talk. Yeah. I don't know if that's just their shtick. So they're like, this is really good when we just kind of do the surrounding just thing. Stand. Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, the kid really has quite a stare. Really mm-hmm. knows how to like jab a gun into the right. side of a person. Like he really was jabbing that gun and like. That would hurt your ribs to just have, like, but he's always got that, like, crazy look in his eye. And so does, like, Colt kind of has that crazy look in his eye. And then the old man doesn't look like he even cares. Mm-hmm. He just looks like fake hell gay. Right. Well, if these three are all, um, are all, just, like, past, future, and present versions of the same uh-huh. character, and we have commented before the kid kind of looks like Mickle, kind of looks like Mads. He's got that same look to him at that age. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it would make sense that if this character is Trante's father, Trante's son is Mads, and Trante's grandson is Mickle, that it would make sense that they would all look alike. Yeah. I just still think it's weird how one looks so much like Mickle, one looks so much like Helge. Mm-hmm. Like, so much. But they're also, all, I know all three are related also, yeah. so most likely they're the same person. I get and it. I do think you could say the middle one looks like Trante. They the, have, the the middle one looks like Killian and Peter and like yeah like he also looks like um the doctor who did um the who initially tells Hannah she's pregnant mm-hmm. so like that was my theory for a quick hot second like somehow he traveled and disguised himself as the doctor but that isn't the case he just looks like a German right so no I Germans think, just look alike yeah I think there's a, a lot of characters it, it pays off with this show that a lot of these actors look similar because you could say they're related and they are all related. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's safe to assume. You know, I'm not putting it on the character chart yet, but that uh, Trante is the son of Agnes and the Seed, and um, if Agnes is the, this is where like my brain starts hurting. So if Agnes is the daughter of Bartos and Celia, um, that would mean that you know that's that's really pulling in the Tiedemans into this family line because the Tiedemans are actually. Uh, uh, ancestors of Trante, of course, Trante and Claudia um, have their relationship as well. Yeah. So I think we could do like a whole hour long podcast just going through connections between characters, like walking through the character chart. Yep. And then Colt gives the snake bracelet to Trante. Yep. Says uh, that it was his mother's. Yeah. So this was, uh, this was, he said it was Agnes's uh, snake bracelet, correct? I thought he said it was his mother's, but maybe he said Agnes's. Um, yeah, he said it belongs. I wrote down it belonged to his mother, which I think he means belongs to Trante's mother. Um, yeah. Although I guess it could be maybe if if Colt said it belonged to, if, uh, if he said it belonged to my mother, you would know it's Martha. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't remember which which one he said. And of course, that's the snake bracelet that Jana will end up wearing in the future. Then after we go to uh, you know we have our our intro. You talked about how it has vaginal imagery. Now we know that this whole season is going to be about a birth. And the birth of Jonas and Alt Martha's son is very important, so that would make mm-hmm. sense. 
Yeah. And then we immediately go to the beginning of another baby in this because we have Hannah. I guess it's this isn't when Hannah is getting pregnant, but we do see Hannah and Egon having sex. Yep. Um, Egon tells Hannah that he loves her. This is back in the 50s, um, as was the first scene, actually. And Hannah doesn't respond when he tells her that he loves her. And yep. then uh, Egon gives her the St. Christopher coin. Is this the origin of the St. Christopher coin? Have we seen this St. Christopher coin earlier in time before this? No, I, I don't believe so. I think this is like the origin of it. Right. So I, I would imagine. It travels all that, over the place and goes back in time and goes forward. But. Right. And it, it goes to it goes to Katarina's mother, obviously, and then to Katarina. And then mm-hmm. um, an, an older weathered version of it will be passed from uh, Jonas to Martha as well. And yep, and someone dies with that metal on by the mm-hmm. lake. Yep, we're assuming so. At least the the that someone has there. yes, someone dies with that necklace on. That's why whoever has that necklace is like, Gross. you know, it's like yeah, it's like you say like death pool. Like mm-hmm. whoever has that necklace like moves to the top of my list. So right now Hannah is in a ton of danger of getting killed by the lake. If Hannah like says I'm going to a lake because I need some space Egon or something, she might as well just go to the bottom of the lake. That's what I was thinking too. So at this point I had, so Hannah says that she's not feeling like herself mm-hmm. and um, she's, uh, she's smoking as well. Um, and then, uh, then, you know, at this point I kind of had pegged, I said, Oh, okay. So Hannah is definitely going to be pregnant in this world as well as in the alternate world. Mm-hmm. And this is going to lead to Egon killing her because he's uh because she's going to be pregnant with his baby which is going to be what we had pegged that why is Han- why hannah is going to be is uh, going to end up dead in the lake yeah i mean yeah unless unless over the next episode or two whenever it happens like she somehow gets rid of that pendant like, she did get rid of the pendant yeah that's so she, the, that's she, the only way to keep her alive if she, which exactly but yes. like i'm talking about what i was thinking at the time when oh, i yeah, saw yeah. this put yeah, on yeah. I'm like, she's dead. Yeah. So, so, so uh, well, now Katarina's mom is marked for death, except we know Katarina's mom is going to survive to the 80s. So, mm-hmm. um, I think we have not seen the last of the St. Christopher pendant. They're making a big deal of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll have to, we'll have to see. So, well, yeah, Katarina's Katarina pointed out the St. Christopher pendant on her mom when she saw her the first time earlier in the season. Yeah. I guess we don't know if she actually has it. Um, mm-hmm. hmm, okay. That might be something to think about. So, yeah. uh, so the date is September 24th, 1954. We see that flash across the screen. And then we have Enos and Claudia looking at sensational nude girls. It is a magazine that they got from Daniel Conwald's, uh, his bedroom. And I just noted that Enos's mole is on the left side of her face, just in case we see Enos somewhere else and we, we want to track. So uh, left side of the screen, right side of her face. And there's a third girl with them. It is Jana. Have we seen young Jana before in the show? Yeah, we saw her in HG's Watch Factory with Venus. Okay, so uh, perfect casting here. This this young Mm -hmm. Jana looks exactly like Jana is going to look in the future. Yeah, she's got that gray streak through her hair. Mm -hmm. And um, they start talking about if anybody has seen a penis before. And uh, kind of a weird conversation to be having and uh in front of jana jana definitely seems uncomfortable and um enos is really pushing for it asking claudia who's has she seen she besides said, her father's besides her father oh yes besides her father so i don't know if that's you. like a sign of like some weird sex shit or something uh, it might just be it. freud i think okay yeah, uh, so a weird thing to preface i never would have prefaced that like but yeah 
Um, that's true. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know if this just it's it's it, it is a, an odd conversation to be having, but it, it, this show is so much about uh, procreation and and having kids and, and sex that you know I think that might be why they're having this conversation. I mean, he, she said specifically it looked like his penis didn't belong on his body. Yes, um, it's about Tronte. Mm-hmm. So that is a weird thing to say. Um, I don't think we're getting into like he's going to have had like surgery or something. Um, but he does show scars all over his arm. So maybe it's that he's, he's scarred like his arm. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you know, if Tronte is the son, I, I'm just trying to think of Tronte is the son of this, uh, of the seed between the two worlds. Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe he's from, um, I guess if him and Agnes are from a later time as well, um, mm-hmm. you know, Ag- Agnes, Agnes was, uh, we don't know where Agnes came from and we see Agnes in the future. Yeah. But we don't really know where they're from or when they're from. Yeah. And so then uh, they talk about how Tronte's mother is still missing. And um, I noted that, that Agnes has disappeared all of a sudden to go travel through time, much like Claudia did, much like Ulrich did. Much like Katarina, so we've got a lot of these parents that are dropping off the face of the planet because they're uh, they're traveling and leaving their kids behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we can assume that when when Agnes left was when we saw her kill Noah in the second season. Yeah, it said she had disappeared three months prior when yes. they were talking about it. So that was right at the end of the last season, basically in June. Um, and. Then we go to Egon's office. So we spent a lot of time in 1954 in the beginning of this episode, which I appreciate because mm-hmm. we haven't seen any of 1954 yet in this episode. Yep. Um, so Doris is in Egon's office, and this is the first of the three women that we will see visit Egon's office. I don't know if that's important, but it did seem interesting that we had three different women visit him. So his wife, Doris, is there. Um, she was wondering where he was. Of course, he was with Hannah. And um, Doris, much like Ulrich, is uh, very interested in trying to figure out what happened to Agnes. So somebody who disappeared, and much like Tronte as well, uh, mm-hmm. is, obs- is very obsessed with a person who disappeared out of their community. Yep. Um, and so she, you know, she's wondering where Egon was. I thought it was, uh, I was expecting her to smell him, like what we've seen with Hannah before, where mm-hmm. the characters will smell and, and like find a hair or, or smell a woman's perfume on, on their husband. But Doris, uh, she shows Egon a cloth that I think she said she found when she was doing laundry. Mm-hmm. And I was like convinced that this was going to be something of Hannah's. Um, but it was not, it was a handkerchief that said HT on it. And uh, somehow Doris connected that HT was the name of the minister who went missing. Uh, his name was Hannah Tuber. And yep. then, um, so they're, they're looking into that. Of course, Hannah Tuber uh, this is the first time we've heard this name on the show. We did see it on the family tree a couple episodes ago. Uh, Hanno Tuber is the full name of Noah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it did. And I do remember it showing up early in like an article about the new priest. It did show his name in there. I remember pausing that. Oh, really? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it said Hanno because I remembered seeing that, and then I re- I remember going, and it was I believe in season one when they talk about the new priest in the mm-hmm. in the area. So. I did remember that name, but yeah. Okay. This is brought up again. Yeah. Um, and I noted here on the character chart, just because I was trying to remind myself. So Bartos' son on the character chart is Hannah Tuber is, along with Agnes Nielsen. So um, Doris seems to think that this might have been Agnes's husband that was a man of God. 
um, but was not a good man. So she thinks maybe this was Hannah. Of course, this is her brother. But it is interesting because we will see the three ninjas in the uh, in the church later on, and they are acting as men of God. So, you know, again, more clues that uh, Agnes's husband, Trante's father, was uh, this character, the seed. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because he even says, like, he used to be the priest there. Exactly. Yeah, he's dropping a lot of hints, and I think that it's – they might spell it out even further for you, but at this point, you really could connect those dots. I would just say, like, connect them in pencil and not in pen. Mm-hmm. But, um you know, and you can connect the fact that he's he's the baby of Martha and Jonas in pen. You can do that. Yeah. Why do you think they have metallic beats? Uh, I think it's just for the mood. You think that's just like yeah. their but it, mood? But it works so well. I love it. I love that mm-hmm. addition. Um, I don't love adding this important character in the third season. I wish he was teased out a little bit more in other seasons. But I love the uh, the way that they present him. Yeah. Do you think the metallic beats have something important? I just, I just tried to pay attention to when they show up, like what subjects are being talked about, mm-hmm. but I can't figure it out. I don't quite have a track on it yet, to be honest with you. Yeah, it seems like it's whenever we have things with the seed. Um, do you prefer the seed or the three ninjas? I, I can't decide. I mean, three ninjas is mine. It's going to yeah. be what I call them until they die. Okay, yeah. Um, I might go back and forth. We'll see. I do, I do like calling them the three ninjas. It's way funnier than the seed. Yeah. And I do, I do wonder if maybe we're going to get some origin of the last name Tuber. I don't know. I mean, Noah's last name is Tuber, but it's not. Maybe it's just short for Tiedemann. Maybe they just changed Tiedemann to Tuber. Yeah, we have two ERs for the older ones with Tuber and Albers. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and Albers. Um, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if I don't know what that really means, though. Um, yeah, because Albers isn't really close to any of the other last names. Um, yeah. All right, so they are, uh, they're still talking in, in Egon's office, Doris and Egon, um, and she's, she just mentions that the minister left around the same time as Agnes, so there could be some connection. Um, Egon doesn't seem too concerned with it, but... Um, he says, who knows what goes on in a woman's head? Yes, that's what he said. Okay, who knows what goes on in a woman's head? So, yep. Uh, then we will go uh, from the picture of Agnes, I believe it's the picture of Agnes, to Agnes's face and... Um, and she's in 2053. So we go 99 years into the future. We're basically ping pong, ping ponging between uh, two different 99 year periods uh, between 20, 2053 and 1954 with a little bit of the alternate world plugged in there too. So in 2053, we see Adam standing there. I was trying to figure out what he looked like. And I said in the last podcast that he looks like Darth Vader without the helmet on. And now he has this, you know, with this black jacket with the collar up, he really does look like Darth Vader. And that was kind of what gave me the idea of maybe it being um, being twins, if if it is like paying homage to to Star Wars. Yeah, he's still crying too. Mm-hmm. Like constantly, he's got like tears in his eyes. Yeah, he's a guy who has no emotional connections and has learned all this in the sixty six years it took him to. He's still crying the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like every time something's happening. Yeah, probably because he's like the to end things are going to have to be, or to begin things are going to have to end things. I think is like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not like he's making easy decisions with anything he's doing. Yeah. Um, I also noticed that, so they have the machines going and the time portal in the background and it really sounds like life support. It's just like a rhythmic beating in the background that you hear or or rhythmic beeping in the background. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if 
that's probably just like a style thing, but it, it does feel like we're hearing, you know, it sounds like what you would hear if you were in a hospital listening to somebody who's on life support. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so Adam gives uh, Agnes the newspaper about the death of old Claudia mm-hmm. and says that you need to give this to Claudia when it's time. So when is that? I think, you know, I would imagine that's what Agnes is going to do. She's going to, it's, we're going to see some Agnes and Claudia coming up very soon. Yep. And then Agnes asks if he will tell Martha uh, the origin. And mm-hmm. that's when they show Adam still crying. Mm. Yes. Uh, so I didn't pick up on Adam crying. I picked up on other people crying throughout this. Um, yeah. Adam's crying a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it's always just like surrounding his eyes. Yeah. Like it's not, it's very like, it's not like pointed to, but if you notice it, it's hard not to. Mm-hmm. Um, so Adam, Adam tells Agnes, you've chosen the right side. And this is when, I think this is why I get confused because the way he talks to Agnes, I feel like is the way he would talk to his daughter. Um, yeah. And if this is his daughter-in-law, right? Like if she was the, if she was the one who, who married the seed. Although I guess when I was looking up Cain and Abel, it did say that, uh, that Cain married his sister. So no, I guess that wouldn't work. So this is, this is why my brain hurts because, I keep saying, oh, Adam could be Agnes's father, but he can't because um, she's Bartos's son. Sure, mm-hmm. uh, she's Bartos's daughter. So yeah. I'm sure we'll find out. We're going to have to find out more about Agnes and her um, her lineage. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, he told her she's, she chose the right side. And then we see Martha jump awake out of bed. She clearly was having one of those nightmares again. And um, Magnus, who looks a little bit different now, he's got a beard. Um, He's sitting next to her, watching her sleep. Another example of a uh, character watching somebody sleep and wake up. Yep. And he's telling her, he, he, finally, he finally talks a little bit. He said he always wondered why she left 33 years ago. And now he's finding out that it was her who gave the order. Not exactly sure what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's always, he always wondered why, they, why Martha abandoned them in 1888 with all the materials to you know, create the time machine, but mm-hmm. waited another 33 years for her to be the one to order it. Right. So I don't um, know what that really yeah, is. About. Yeah. Um, and then this is, I did notice that Martha is crying in this scene. Um, and she has a single tear on the right side of her face, the left side of the screen, mm-hmm. but not, not the other eye. Later mm-hmm. on in the episode, we will see it on the other side. Yep. So then we go to the alternate world. We get our transition there. It is 2052 in the alternate world, November 6th. Yeah, so I wrote down exactly how the date was on the screen, which was hard to do, but I did right. it anyways. So it was an upwards, upside down, backwards, nine. Then like a reverse N, a reverse uh, E. You can't tell if the O or V in November reversed. Reverse M, regular B, reverse E, reverse R. Then a regular two can't tell if the zero's reversed, a reverse five and a regular two. So hmm. like a, like sixty percent of it is where it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And you said 40%. reverse nine. I wrote down November sixth. So you think this could be November ninth? Oh yeah. I guess it just says reverse six. I couldn't tell if it was a nine or a six. Well, because we were already on November fourth, and this is a couple days later. So that's why I okay. just assumed it was November sixth. Because I think yeah, the apocalypse right. is gonna happen on November eighth, I'm pretty sure. Okay. You don't think this is the ninth, the day after the apocalypse happened? And that's why it's all just dust? or just? And she's telling her that it's the sixth, but it's actually yeah. the ninth? Yeah. Uh, 
Well, this is definitely in the future. This isn't, I don't think, I think this is still 2052. Not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, but we're not, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's the sixth. Yeah. Um, it, well, it was weird because older Martha says this is 33 years from year yesterday. So um, I, I'm confused why she would say it like that because doesn't the pa- the passage just work that you travel to the same time in the same day? I mean, maybe not in the alternate world. Yeah, I guess not. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was definitely confusing. And uh, she mentions that the path connects the past and the future. And uh, this this version of the bunker has uh, in chalk all the characters written all over the character chart, the tree. Um, there are different names crossed out. And um, I noticed, again, Agnes is right in the middle of that family tree, the closest to the center, connecting to the infinity symbol. Um, I didn't really pick up on anything else that was of note. Did you notice anything? Not really. No. I was looking for it. I didn't pause, but I was looking for it. It seems like this is just like the working draft of what we're going to see Eve has in in um, her hideout at, in the in the future slash past. Like, yeah, we're, I really didn't see any forward. information that we didn't know. No, um, but this is like this is in chalk, right? So with chalk, you can draw things, you can mm-hmm. you can erase things, but when it's uh, when it's engraved into the floor, that's much more permanent. Yeah, good point. And um, so uh, I, I did wonder if Noah was on the other side of that family tree, but it did not look like it. Cause I was thinking it would be interesting if there was like a, an Agnes side and a Noah side, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. Yeah. And so uh, after, after that, when we go back to the, uh, the prime world, we're in 1954 again, Hannah is at the doctor's office uh, after Egon encouraged her to go to the doctor and surprise, surprise, Hannah is pregnant. So the doctor says, at your age, it can be a little bit of a high-risk pregnancy. Um, and then he lights up a cigarette. So yep. probably not that concerned with her. Do, do you have any thoughts on who this doctor could be? Do you think it's just a random doctor? Seems like just a random doctor. At first, I kind of thought it looked like Colt, but I don't think it is yeah. Colt. Well, when they, they first show, when they first show that scene, they, they do a close-up on the microscope. And so I was kind of wondering if it was going to be like H.G. Tanhouse or something. Mm, no, no, no. It's probably just some random doctor. I think at this point they can't just keep introducing more. I mean, they could keep introducing more characters, but like, if it's just the guy who tells her she's pregnant, it's probably not like an important character. Yeah, that's probably his role. Yeah, you know, maybe it's like Jana's dad or something that we just don't know. Um, you know, one of these. They would have shown something. That's like, you know, I was looking for like a nameplate or something, but we didn't see it. No, I, I just think it's a doctor. Yeah, um, he does have a, a wedding ring on, so he's married to somebody. So then Egon is looking at the handkerchief, the uh, HT handkerchief, and then the second woman comes into his office. That is Greta. So Greta, of course, is Helge's mom. This looks like a different actress to me than the Greta that we saw. She looked the same to you? Yeah. Yeah. When you're talking about them recasting Killian, I wondered if they, or like casting Killian multiple times, I wondered if they recasted this actress. Mm -mm. No, I think it's the same one. Okay. Um, So, you know, they, Egon is saying, you know, we would be able to investigate a little bit more if Helge would tell us where he's been. And Greta doesn't seem concerned about Helge. Um, she says, you know, it's Noah that she wants, that she's more interested in, that the uh, the minister has disappeared and there's nobody taking care of the church, which is going to allow the devils to come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Egon is asking about if if she had seen Noah with any women. So he's, he's still thinking that Noah and Agnes might have been a thing, mm-hmm. just brother and sister. 
yeah, kind of random appearance from Greta. We haven't seen her in a while. We don't see her again in this episode. Um, we do see Burn, but we don't see Greta. And we definitely don't see Helge in this episode also. Mm-hmm. Do you think there could be, Are we? is there something with Greta that we're not getting? I mean, what's, I just don't clearly understand what, what role she plays in all this. I think that she's just kind of being used by Noah and obsessed with Noah type mm-hmm. of situation. And... I think she's just kind of a pawn. I don't think she's a major player or anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm just curious about like what her what her deal is. It's just weird to to waste any time with her right now. I guess it's just can give us a, a familiar character to come in and talk to Egon. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have to pay attention and see if we if we see anything else with her because there there was all the questions about Helge's parentage and if Burned is actually Helge's father. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then uh, we go to the church. Doris walks into the church, and of course, the three ninjas are there. This is a great scene. We see yeah. that they have taken over the church now, or uh, I, I don't know if taken over the church is the right way, but like they've stepped into Noah's role in the church. And um, the cult middle ninjas says that he used to be the, the head of that church a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So um, a long time ago or very far into the future might be one and the same. Yep. Uh, and so Doris is asking about uh, where Noah is. He, she's telling the story about how uh, she rented the room because her daughter was so talented. They wanted to be able to send her daughter away to college. Mm-hmm. And so they rented the room for some extra money. And that when Agnes arrived, she said her husband was dead, but she didn't believe her. And, um, you know, at this point, especially when you when you watch this thinking that he was the man, that this is the man she's talking about, that she's mm-hmm. talking to him, his reaction kind of makes a lot of sense here where he, he kind of tightens up and then he has some words back for her. Mm-hmm. So um, he says, every lie we tell comes at the cost of a human soul and tells her she's not actually interested in the boy. Of course, the boy is his son that she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And she says, it wants what it wants ask your husband it's difficult to let go of our deepest desires inside and um and then she seems kind of freaked out so so doris runs off at this point yeah exactly he says can't can cannot control the heart another cannot person control who, the heart okay yep another person who kind of says what the heart wants the heart desires right so uh and i didn't write down the exact quote but i'm curious if it's the same quote that Doris is going to say to Egon and that Egon is going to say to Claudia. Yeah. And it's kind of been like overall the curse of Jonas. Mm, yes. And, and many characters in this show. Right? A lot, yeah. A ton. Yeah. Pretty much every character. Yeah. All Rick, Hannah, um, their heart, what they want. Hannah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, and also I noticed that the book that he's holding uh, is the same book we've seen passed around a lot with the Sigmundes logo on the front. Yep. Um, and this one looks brand new. Mm-hmm. So we'll see the new version of this book a little bit later on in the episode as well. But I, I believe this is the first episode where we see this book not looking weathered or used at all. Yep. Um, which would make sense because, you know, of course, later on and or I guess earlier in season two, we saw the book with the last pages ripped out. Um, and then we go to the woods. We see Jana walking in the woods and she sees Tronte and they're talking. He gives her the bracelet um, or actually, sorry, he, uh, she sees the bracelet. I don't think he gives her the bracelet at this point. I think that's later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, she asks him why he likes this spot, and he says he likes it because it's desolate at the lake. And he tells her he likes to write stories. Yeah. 
So this was like a really good moment between them. I'm assuming this is why uh, John is always looking at that bracelet in the future because it just reminds her of the good times with Trante when he wasn't obsessed with Claudia. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you think there's any significance to him saying that he likes to write stories? Is that just a, a clue that he's going to be a reporter in the future? Maybe. I mean, I did write it down. I was curious as to why it was a line. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just... I mean, if it was like that he likes to lie, I think he would just say, I like to tell stories. So him saying I like to write stories, probably just that he'll always be obsessed with, I don't know. With, I mean, he does become a reporter in the future. So Right, exactly. Like, it may just be that, but yeah. I feel like it's a little more significant just, than just that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we have this book that's being written out, which is why I was curious about him saying he liked to write stories. Like, did he write things into that book? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't that seem could, he remembers it, but yeah. Um, just, you know, when there's only four episodes left, I would think every line is very significant. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so then we see Hannah going into Egon's office. Hannah is in all red. And um, I think that's like really the only color we see in 1954. Yeah, yellow a little bit with, mm-hmm. you know, like Agnes's dress. But that's, oh, right, probably, yes. a, that's yes. probably a sign that she's not from around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um and so Hannah tells Egon that she's pregnant. He says, I thought you were taking precautions. Is it mine? And finally, kind of all of Hannah's rage towards men uh, and the men that she feels have mistreated her comes out at Egon. She says, you think you can, uh, you are all the same. You think you can just fuck whoever you want and wherever you want. Yep. Eat and fuck whatever you want. Eat like and fuck. God. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was what she said. Um, so, I mean, that, that feels like that is things she's wanted to say to Ulrich, wanted to say now to Egon, that he, she just feels like she's been abused by all of these men. Yeah. Having the word eat in there is kind of strange, but it's probably just her, her rage. I don't think it has Just anything. like, just, yeah. Also, it's her rage, but she's also projecting a lot of her own desires onto these other people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she thinks she can get whatever she wants, too. Mm-hmm. And that no, and like she's always asking why. I think she even asked in this episode that same famous question of why do some people see that everything preordained for them? Yep. Yeah, she does ask that. The, yeah. So it's like again, she's projecting a lot when she's saying these things to Egon. Mm-hmm. Um, so Egon says he's going to take her home, and uh, before we see that, we see the Doppler Mansion, and mm-hmm. we just can hear burned through the doors. There's posters like. Uh, not up on the wall they're just on the ground but they're like the posters that say nuclear power is the future it, which was interesting because some of them had like stormy skies some oh, of them had blue skies that. um so it's that like was the family weird photos that sometimes were happy and sometimes were sad yeah and then did you catch what burned was yelling about uh that the coal the coal industry is blocking yeah. the power plant yep and so. then the coal industry is brought up later by cold yes um, and he says, I don't care what the mayor says. The future mm-hmm. cannot be stopped, is what he says. Yep. Uh, and Claudia is just standing outside of his office door. Um, I guess she's probably there to tutor Helge. Maybe they yep. couldn't get the actor who plays Helge or he's too old now because they don't ever show him in this episode. I think that he was supposed to still be scarred or something, like not wanting to come out of his room. Oh, uh, okay. Claudia with no loops in her hair. I do think she had loops earlier in the episode when they showed her, but I'm, I can't remember for sure. But definitely she doesn't have loops in this scene. Mm-hmm. Burned comes out and Burned is saying to uh, Burned is saying to Claudia that he, he gives her some money and, uh, and I guess is paying her for, for tutoring Helge. And, and she at first doesn't want it. She says it's too much. And 
he says, if you really want things, you must take them. It will never happen on its own. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was curious where that was coming from with Burned, why he was telling him that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we do know that, that Burned in the future is going to have some interactions with Claudia, especially with Claudia taking over the power plant from him. But has Burned had interactions with future Claudia at this point um, or another version of Claudia? I, I don't remember them having any interactions, at mm-hmm. least at, at this time in his life. Yeah. So, but we do know that Burned kind of disappears quite a bit. So where has Burned been going? Where He's not really part of his family. So then we go, uh, I guess we go right from that scene to another scene involving the coal industry. We see a man getting out of the car from the town hall. I think this is probably supposed to be the mayor, the Winden mayor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is. The three, old, the three ninjas are picking him up and, um, and he asks if Heinz is sick. I guess no catch up today. And the person uh, is, uh, they're asking him who is blocking the power plant? How much is the coal industry paying you? Yep. She's yes. clearly confused by this. You're right. Uh, who's confused? Do you think the three ninjas are confused? The mayor is clearly confused. By oh, is confused, is confused by them being, uh, by being the coal. Like, yeah, the coal industry. That's just like, I don't think the coal industry is <laughs> the issue here. Right. But I think that, um, the, you know, the coal industry does seem like is actually trying to block the power plant from being built. Yeah. Or do you think there's somebody who, do you think it's not really the power, the coal industry and it's somebody I else? feel like that may be like an idea planted by someone to plant onto the three ninjas that it, it, I don't know. Well, because Burned brings up the coal industry. So I just assume. Right. He's just, conf- he's just, con- but he's always been convinced it was the coal industry. He's all, He was convinced the coal industry put the kids there too. And we know that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So it's like the point of like when your you the, your stories become more important than the truth mm. kind of thing, like because Burns says that right when um, Mads and Eric show up or yeah right. he thinks and the Eric. cold industry did this and we know they didn't but so that shows like this idea has been planted onto other characters from Burn from the get go mm-hmm. so it's like who talking to Cole maybe planted the idea that that was the case too. Yeah, my thought was that it's just the like political state of Germany when nuclear they're trying to build up nuclear power and if there's nuclear power then the coal industry isn't going to have the uh isn't going to have control of the power. But that's maybe, worried too. Yeah, and maybe it does come from somewhere. Maybe somebody is is telling them that it's the coal industry when it's really, you know, maybe it's another traveler who's trying to prevent the new the power plant from being built because if it's if they prevent the power plant from being built all these bad things wouldn't happen. So, uh they like you referenced earlier the young one puts the gun up to uh up to this man's side and they threaten him they give him a black folder that um that says building permit and mm-hmm. pen to sign his name and the middle three ninjas says uh, gold cannot buy your future he gives him the pen and says to the future which i feel like we've heard people say to the future before on this show no uh, yeah with regards to the powerpoint mm-hmm. yeah it's always uh, nuclear energy. Yep. Because that's what it takes. That's what is needed to get to the future. Yep. Uh, then we go to the alternate world. Martha is still talking. Older Martha is still talking. She, she says, you can change it. The barrels at the power plant are the ones that start the apocalypse. You need to stop them from being opened. And um, Jonah said, Eve said there was a way to let Martha live. And the uh, stranger version of Martha, the older Martha, says, Eve lied. There's no way to save both worlds. 
but you both have to stop it. And younger Martha says, I'll go home and I'll wake up from this terrible dream. She runs out and uh, before Jonas can leave, old Martha is standing there right in the middle of the family chart. And she says to Jonas, in this world, you two can work. So it's kind of a, a twist on what we've heard before about how they're wrong for each other or uh, they're perfect for each other. But this is the strange version of Martha encouraging Jonas to, to chase after Martha to get this thing to work. Mm-hmm. So um, he chases after her. Of course, we, we hear at the end of the episode that all of this was just a ruse just to get Martha and Jonas to go back together uh, to the present to uh, create this baby together. Yep. Jonas and Martha have another uh, important scene this time again at the sand. So they're sitting on like the, the sandy dune area outside the caves. It reminded me of them sitting on the beach at the lake in the second season where that was like the last time that they really connected and, um, and had some connection with each other. And Jonas tells Martha that he knows exactly how she feels, that this is all crazy. And this is how he felt when he first traveled. Mm-hmm. Um, and he brings up the, the Martha that brought him there. You know, it's, it, it, and I think at this point, do we then go back into, back into the bunker and see see Noah walk out, or is that later in the episode? Uh, oh, uh, no, that's later in the episode. Okay. Yeah, it's later. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but it does seem like like this version of Martha and Jonas are connecting, and, and um, you know, this is this is necessary, obviously, for the seed to be planted, literally. Yep. So, in twenty fifty three, Agnes and Martha. Um, are uh, we see Agnes and uh, oh Ag- not Agnes and Martha? I thought it was Agnes and Martha. It is Agnes and Scarface. Scarface. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ironically, you thought it was Martha. Right. Yes. Uh, it was Scarface, and um, we think that her name is Celia. It seems like that's what maybe she's credited as Celia. We're seeing. We've heard people say that before that this that they think this is Celia, mm-hmm. and um, so that would make sense too because the way that they're hugging would be the way you'd see like there's some connection between them whether it's like mother and daughter or if they're sisters there's some connection between um between hack uh, between agnes and this character mm-hmm. so and you know this is the character we don't know anything about we saw her at the end she was the very first or very last person that we saw at the end of the first season mm-hmm. she has a big scar across her face we know nothing else about her nope um Adam tells Agnes that it's time. Agnes gets in one of the yellow radiation suits and walks out to the God particle. Yep. Then we go back to 1954. We have Jana and Tronte. Um, this is when they're walking in the woods. I believe this is when he gives her the bracelet. And they're talking about Tronte's mom. And Jana says, you have no idea where your mom is. And uh, she also says, you, that man earlier, you thought he could have been your father. And uh, Tronte doesn't seem interested in either. He doesn't seem interested in where his mom went or if that was his father. He said he'd rather just not know. And he said for a while he was in a home. I guess that was like a foster home. So he's been abandoned once before by mm-hmm. both of his parents and points to all the scars that he has on his arm. Yep. He says he's glad she's gone. And um, again, it, you know, John and Tronte have had like a very nice afternoon, much like Jonas and Martha they really seem to be connecting, especially like going back to the lake. They connected right at the lake. Mm-hmm. So things repeat. But they are interrupted by Claudia, who seems like she kind of has her, her grasp on Tronte. She holds his hand and says... Very that Hannah-like. Yes, it, it definitely reminds me of the like Ulrich Katarina-Hannah relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very Hannah-like. Except the difference is in this situation, the Hannah character is the one who's ending up with 
Mm-hmm. Well, I guess not ending up with Tronte because Tronte eventually is going to end up with mm-hmm. Jana in the future. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, Jana, Jana left alone. I also felt like there was some, uh, I was kind of reminded of the way Regina was left out in the eighties. And of course, Claudia is Regina's mother who's doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jana does have that bracelet now at this point. He gave it to her. So then we see um, Hannah and Egon. They are in Hannah's apartment that Egon has rented for her or that she's rented. And she tells Egon, don't worry, I won't keep it. And this is when she gets into her rant where she says, uh, why do some people get everything and others get nothing? Why is destiny preordained? All my life I've been trying to hold on to things that I can't. She repeats the line that the stranger told her from the last season, I need no one. And she tells Egon to leave. Mm -hmm. Before she leaves, Egon starts writing something out. At first I thought this might be like a check that he was going to be paying her, but it actually is the information for uh, a female abortion doctor that Daniel Conwald told him about uh, last year. Yep. So, of course, uh, Daniel is Enos's father. We do not know who Enos's mother is, and we have heard Enos talk about how she lost a baby in the past. So, could this all be connected somehow? Yep, I think so. Um, so I don't think I mean, we really don't know much about Daniel, but I don't remember, you know, he said last year. So that could have been in the first season that could line up, but I don't remember. Um, I don't remember that ever coming up between them. Mm-hmm. Um, Egon also leaves money. And at this point I wrote my notes, Hannah's just going to go kill herself. She's going to go try to drown herself at the lake. <laughs> I've really planted that scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, this whole time I'm, I was watching it. <laughs> Um, and, and when we get to the next scene, even more so, I was thinking Hannah was going to... I figured that she was going to go to get the abortion, then change her mind at the last second, and then Egon was going to find out and, like, somehow lose his temper. Oh, well, I and mean... This is, why I don't, this is why I don't write shows, because yeah. that just doesn't even sound like dark. No, but, that like, sounds like every other show. That's exactly my point. Like, uh, it, that's, why, that's why so often when we get to f- your th- feedback and the theories, I go, I don't know. Because when I do pre- predict or whatnot, it's never going to be right for one. And it's just like, I'm convinced that the creators of this show spent years meticulously writing this entire, sh- entire series before ever filming any of it. It's the only way this could be done. I mean, is it, there's no other way, really, that it could be. Uh, the way that it's written out every, with, different, yeah. with everybody being connected and being each other. Like, you couldn't just retcon this stuff. This had the only thing I think they maybe retconned is making adjusting from 10 to 8 episodes, mm-hmm. which sometimes we'll see, I think, these kind of... Sometimes there's moments in this third season where I feel like it's, like, going so fast. Right. And yeah. then other times it takes its time. And that's the only times I feel the 8 to 10 episode thing. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I feel like sometimes they really rush through some things that aren't supposed to be rushed through and you're kind of pinballing back and forth. And maybe that's how you're supposed to be feeling. But those are the only times I'm, I think those are the only kind of adjustments this show really ended up. Making. I think the only other adjustment that they probably made is the fact that they have this character, Mickle, who's supposed to be a lot younger. And that actor seems like his looks a lot older now. So yeah, he shows up a little bit in this episode, I think. Or, you uh, know. No. He does not. I think he that, still hasn't shown up. I thought he was in like the corner of a scene. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. I I, I don't think we're going to see Mickle anymore. I think he's just too old. He served his point. They have a show about time travel. They could have just written it that he traveled like Jonas did for a year, and got, that's why he's older. But um, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to pay attention. But uh, we saw him very briefly in the alternate world. Mm. We've not seen him in the prime world, and he just happens to be under protective custody during this time. So. Yeah. 
I think that's the uh, we cannot film this actor. Same with Helge. It's a problem with kid actors when you have a show that doesn't take place over a long period of time. Yep. So in the alternate 19, uh, in the alternate 2052, we see back in the bunker, we see Stranger Martha. She's drawing the line between Jonas and Martha to the infinity symbol. And the way she's drawing it is obviously the way you would draw a child or an offspring from somebody. And uh, the alternate version of Noah walks out as well from behind. Mm-hmm. And Noah says, you gave him his life and he will give us ours. Ulrich, Trante, Jana. And then he pauses, very dramatic, pregnant pause. And then says, Katarina. And says, the beginning is the end. So um, I definitely interpreted this scene as we do not know who Katarina's father is. And we will meet her mother as a child soon. Um, I think this is almost confirmation that Noah is Katarina's father. Mm. Yeah. Did you, did you take that from that scene as well? Um, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we find out some weird stuff about Katarina's mother. In the yes. Next scene. Yep. Um, so uh, yeah, before we do get there though, we get to Egon. He is coming home back in 1954, 1954. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has his flowers upside down that he brought home for Doris. We saw this once before. He brought home upside down flowers in the first season, I believe. Um, and this was when Doris was with Agnes and he was starting to, they were starting to kind of fall out from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the idea of carrying flowers upside down, you really don't see that very often. So it stuck out to me that he had that. Um, probably yeah. just because he's feeling very guilty, I guess, but... Oh. Yeah, I don't know if it meant anything else other than that he's just like he's guilt, guilt, guilt-ridden and like about to lose two women in the span of a like hour. Afternoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Doris is sitting on the steps waiting for him, and at this point, I wrote uh, I've started putting my predictions in parentheses as soon as scenes start, just because where I can see where things are going. I said she's going to leave him, and Hannah is going to have killed himself, and he's going to be left with nothing. Hmm. Um. I mean, he is going to be left with nothing, but it doesn't seem like Hannah's going to kill herself. Nope. So there's an awkward silence, and uh, Egon says, lately I'm not sure I've been myself, which kind of mirrors what Hannah said to him earlier in the episode. Yeah. And um, Doris says she knows what he's done with that girl. I don't even know if I mentioned it earlier, but that's what the three ninjas told her when she was in the church, was that he was that she wasn't interested in Tronta, and that egon was having an affair and that's why he's gone all the time yeah and i i think doesn't he mention also colt mentioned something about that not all connections are based in fondness uh yes he does mention something about that i believe yeah so um he mentions that it's just like again playing that seed of doubt being like why do you think he's gone so early and working so late and Mm -hmm. just like all these different things so and i'm curious why he did that like what what purpose does that serve i mean it gets um, you know, it, it gets Doris to leave Tronte. And I guess that turns Tronte into an alcoholic, which pushes Claudia to a different, to a particular way. But it seems like this is to, this is, there's a reason for this and we don't quite know what. Yeah. So, and this character is very interested in the power plant. I mean, obviously he got the keys to the power plant. He got the building permit signed for the power plant. Claudia will end up taking over the power plant from Burned. He kills Burned. So, Maybe by having Egon turn into a uh, lonely alcoholic, it it somehow influences Claudia to, to be the one to take over the power plant, and that's what he needs. 
Yeah, and also, like, as a result of Egon being an alcoholic, it makes him a terrible detective and screws over a lot of people to get the people to where they're supposed to be mm-hmm. for everything to happen also. Mm. And, uh, you know, there is the Trate and Claudia relationship, which if Trate is his son, it might have something yep. that too. So um, I, I think we everything don't quite is connected. Know, yeah, we don't quite know what, what his primary goal is, or even if there's, you know, if it's not three ninjas, if it's six ninjas, if there's two de- two different sets of them, of these mm-hmm. twins. Um, but there's something with the power plant, and, and maybe it's just they're trying to make sure the apocalypse happens. Yep. So uh, Doris says that she wants a divorce, and she says the ways of the heart can't be explained. It wants what it wants. So pretty much mirrors what the uh, three ninjas said. Yep. Then we've get, we get the scene in 1954 where Hannah goes for the abortion. The doctor is Obendorf. Yep. So uh, this is a female doctor, though. So I guess this is uh, Obendorf's mother. The Obendorf that we see works at the power plant in 2019. This must be his his mother, I'm guessing. Yep. So Eric's grandmother. Oh, yes. Eric's grandmother and Killian's grandmother as well. Yes. Potentially. Yep. Um, and, and I wrote down the daughter opens the door. I guess that wasn't the daughter. I guess this was just like a patient. Yeah, I thought it was like her aide at first until right. until the doctor opens the door and says, you're next. Right. And so it turns out that this is, uh, and I was going through, I was like, all right, who's this kid going to be? Um, it was Helene Albers, which is Katarina's mother. Yep. And so do you think that this is an unsuccessful abortion? And Katarina, well, that would No, because Katarina wouldn't be born in, in yeah. 1954. So it's just an abortion. Yes. Um, but, I mean, this, this girl is not old. She's like 12, 13 years old. So. Yeah. Uh, and she abuses Katerina. She's a terrible mother of Katerina in the 80s. So I'm assuming that she comes from an abusive household. This okay, is that all? Like a sexually abusive household is my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and she says that her mother talks about uh, children that are aborted and says um, that they end up in hell when, mm-hmm. when they're aborted. Yep. And, you know, if you think about is the alternate world hell, is there some connection there? that uh, Hannah says hell is what we make for ourselves, but she doesn't believe in the same hell. Yep. And uh, the girl introduces herself. She says, I'm Helene Albers. Of course, Hannah recognizes this name because it's Katarina's mom's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannah, we didn't even mention this. So I, I had totally forgot that in the end of season two, Hannah said her name is Katarina. She wasn't going by Hannah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, so I, I had forgotten that until this episode. And mm-hmm. so Hannah introduces herself to Helene and says, uh, I'm Katarina. Helene says, that's such a nice name. Total callback to Back to the Future when uh, Marty's parents say, Marty, what a nice name. And then yep. they wait three children to use that name. So yep. not their first two children. No, they, they wait to name their third, their third kid Marty. You know, it was probably always like, George probably was always like, you want to fuck her anyway. So like she had to like kind of hide it for a minute. Oh, really yeah, I, don't want- he, I don't think he's that aggressive. Yeah, even maybe, maybe even George behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, he, she had to wait for 10. She didn't want it. Yeah. Uh, so then, um, yeah, so she says Katarina is such a nice name. Of course, that is going to be the idea. I, I did wonder if we were going to get an Ulrich situation here where uh, where Hannah hates Katarina so much. Was she going to try to kill Helene Albers? Yeah. Um, like we had with Ulrich trying to do to Helge. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how she was going to try to, like, fuck with that family. Right, screw over. So, mm-hmm. um and she says, uh, so, so she, she notices the coin and she talks about how she loves the St. Christopher and the traveler who's watching over us. 
Mm-hmm. And Hannah makes probably the first like nice thing she's ever done. I guess I guess it's not that nice because she left Egon, so she doesn't want like the necklace from Egon, but she leaves the necklace for Helene. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, of course Helene's gonna wear this until the 80s, and we don't know what happens after that point, but this necklace does get passed around a little bit. Yeah, we'll see how nice of a thing that was for Hannah to do. You don't think it was very nice? I mean, whoever has that pendants closer to death. Well, uh, so Helene is going to at least survive 33 years. Right. But in the 80s, you know, again, they Bartos was talking about in 2019, the woman who drowned. So I, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like the way they talk about that is that it's like something from way back in the past. And so I think that this, this necklace is going to time travel a couple times. Get duplicated. Not get duplicated, but, but time travel a couple times, get passed around. And then somebody's going to die in like the twenties or the fifties in that lake with the necklace. Right. But the necklace will still exist to the eighties too. Right. There will be multiple versions of the necklace. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yep. Um, and then uh, we get home, we see, uh, or we don't get home, Claudia and Trante get home. Egon is sitting at the kitchen table. He's got a bottle in front of him. And Egon says the ways of the heart can't be explained as a response when Claudia asks him what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Trante tells Claudia to give Egon some space. And then we see the Doppler mansion. The building permit is uh, getting dropped off. Good job, mm-hmm. burned. So it has been signed. The power plant is going to get built. Yep. In 2053, we see a picture of the three ninjas. They are in the book. And uh, I did notice that the old one is in the center this time. No, I didn't Lined up in, in order by height, but they were not in, lined up in order by of age. Did not notice that. Yeah. Um, so uh, alternate Martha walks in. The old one's my least favorite, by the way. The Hellgay one? Yeah. I really like the young one. He's got quite a stare to him. Like, it's like almost comedic how much he stares, like, like really into it. But yeah, the old one doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the old one is good at driving at least. <laughs> so, um, all right. And then, uh, so alternate Martha walks in and she says, you need to keep up your end of the deal. I did what you asked, which I guess is what he asked was to give the goo to himself in the past. Mm-hmm. Adam says, you want to know what the origin is and how to destroy it, you will do it. And um, Adam says, it was 66 years before I understood how it was all bound together. So, of course, it's been 66 years since he was a young Jonas. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, alternate 2019, Martha and Jonas return back to uh, Martha's house, which was Jonas's house in the prime world. And I did notice that there's an old picture, there's a picture of an old woman in black behind them, but I don't know who that was. It might have just been a decoration, but mm-hmm. um, I, I was trying to figure out if that was like going to be somebody we know and that was showing somebody's ancestor. You know, that was somebody's ancestor. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think it was just a random woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and Martha finally, it finally hits her that she did get deja vu when Jonas walked into the school the first time. And um, Jonas apologizes. He said he's sorry for everything. Martha's asking about it in his world. And she asks, in your world, was I different? And um, she starts crying. And I noticed that the cry is on, the tear is on the left side of her face on the right side of the screen. And it almost exactly matches up with her scar that she has in the future. Yeah. I, 
I can see that for sure. So that was when I first noticed the tears. And then when I rewatched this episode, I noticed the tears were on different sides. And sometimes like in the prime world, she would be, she would have a tear on the other side. And in the alternate Mm -hmm. world, she has a tear on that side. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they start to uh, have sex. They start to get it on. And I did write down, where is everybody? Like, where's her family? Where's her, where's where's her mom? Yeah. Um, That's a good point. Nobody's around. It's just them in the house by themselves. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to the three ninjas in the uh, I don't I don't know what we're calling this in like Eve's headquarters, and yeah, that uh, works. Yeah, Colt is writing in the book, so he writes something, and there's a whole bunch of German that we can't read. They finally do translate it. It says the beginning is the end, and the end is the beginning. Mm-hmm. It is the last line of that book, the last page of that book, and he closes it. And this is the new version of the book, the one that um, we saw earlier too where it hasn't been used, it hasn't been read or anything like that. Like a New Testament to an Old Testament. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, We did talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we get a great scene. Who knew that there was an Ariande song? Um, Oh, it's been in my head all day. Yeah, it's great. Not an Ariande Grande song. It's just just about the play. It's called the Labyrinth Song. It starts playing. Mm -hmm. And we see our montage we've got hannah grabbing the suitcase and she's leaving and that was when i said oh yeah hannah still has a time machine didn't remember that she has the time machine anymore um and egon is drinking doris is packing up her stuff to leave and sees the bright yellow dress that was agnes's Mm -hmm. i did think that this bright yellow dress at first was like a raincoat and i was like oh is that jonas's raincoat way back then then i realized Mm -hmm. it was the the dress that agnes wore yeah, it was supposed to trigger that, though. I think oh, I mean, a, definitely. Like, so it really cool. did look, look, I thought the same thing. So mm-hmm. um, so does Agnes have, I, I guess Agnes is Tronte's mom. So she's, uh, yeah, I guess she's Jonas's like great, 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 great grandmother. Yeah. And uh, I guess if, if she's also Jonas's potential daughter-in-law, if, um, if Agnes was married or was with the seed. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that's and and also Martha as well connected yeah. to Martha in all those ways. Uh, Jonas and Martha are having sex. We are seeing that. So I I don't know if this is the first time Jonas and Martha have had sex because um, there was the the scene in her bedroom during her parents' anniversary party. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. If we never saw them like explicitly having sex like we do in this scene. Yeah. Uh, Martha has a yellow pillow behind her. So I noticed I that. I did not notice that. Yep. Um, Tronte is looking at the scars on his arm and Claudia walks in and then uh, Claudia returns the favor from last season. She takes off her dress for Tronte. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, am, I do not understand how Tronte and John are going to end up married to each other because it seems like Tronte and Claudia are very close. But it didn't, it seems like, it seems like the whole time it's Claudia who's forcing it and like acting like more of an adult than she really is, which makes me think it's like was planted for her to like, go after Tronte. Oh, could be. Like she was, she was influenced to do that. And like, she's like really forcing it. Mm -hmm. Like acting like, not like a kid at all. Well, uh, Byrne did reference that she's like a grown up woman at this point. Mm -hmm. So maybe Byrne is influencing some of that. Yeah. I don't know, but I think someone's like planting the seeds in her head to the seed. Yes. Yeah. To push it, push for it even more. And like the more, when someone isn't into another person, more that person pushes for it, the less the other person is into the person. Eventually. But uh, in the future, Trate will be into it um, because he has an affair with Claudia and then he, he follows everything Claudia tells him in the 2019 timeline as well. 
Yeah, so maybe there's a shift at one point. I don't know. Yeah. We're running out of time, though. I do think that it's uh, that it's just like a, a Martha Jonas type thing between Tronta and Claudia. That could be. Um, and then we also see Jana. She's alone in all dark uh, clothing, and she's staring at the bracelet. It, it, that I feel like just what we got from Jana in this scene or in, yeah, in this uh, episode, it, it really reinforces like the behavior we've seen from her, just in terms mm-hmm. of like how she's looking at the bracelet all the time, and it's just her reminiscing on when things were really good between her and Tronta. Yeah. Uh, and then in 2053 in the prime world, we go to the Conwald house and Adam is telling Martha, this is where everything began in your world. So it was the same house, but it was the one in your world. Uh, your older self sent you and Jonas back to create the seed and uh, her stomach. He points to her stomach and points out her stomach and says, that is the origin. Uh, Martha has a tear on the left side of the screen on the right side of her face. So the opposite of what we see in the mirror world or in the alternate world. Adam says, this is the bridge between the two worlds, the beginning of both worlds, your son, he is the origin. Um, So that is, that is finally the reveal what the origin is. The origin is their child that Mm -hmm. Adam and alternate Martha create together. Mm Mm-hmm. And adds a whole new layer onto the dreams that we've seen, because in the dreams we see, we always see a focus on Martha's stomach. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we saw it bloody, but sometimes we saw like a gal. It looked like a galaxy in there, like, like the goo. It's all black. Yeah, the god particle. The god particle there. Um, and now we know what that meant. It didn't just mean that Martha was going to get shot in the stomach. It also meant that there was going to be life in her stomach. Mm-hmm. Um. So we cut to the infinity symbol and we see shoes and they really didn't even have to show anymore. We knew exactly where this was going, but they show uh, just the cult version of the three ninjas. So just the middle one standing right at the base of the tree, literally, uh, I guess symbolically standing as the seed of that tree Mm -hmm. to the tree of life um, with Adam and Eve above him. Mm -hmm. So, that is our big reveal at the end that uh, we were we were speculating that maybe this is going to be a Hannah's child from the alternate world. Yep. I think it, I'm still very curious who Hannah's child in the alternate world and Hannah and Egon's child in the, in the prime world is going to end up being. I think that there, yeah. are, there are more babies to be revealed in this show. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And that uh, that wraps up the episode. Any other thoughts on things that we uh, that we skipped over? Uh, no, I think that pretty well covers it. All right. Um, so let's do our MVPs for the episode. So you can go ahead and go first. I'll give it to um, I'll give it to three ninjas. Ah. They they moved a lot of stuff around. Um, you know, I'd love to give it to, you know, Egon for getting the St. Christopher medal involved, though, too, because that's my favorite mm-hmm. accessory of season three. So, um, but I'm going to give it to the three ninjas. They finished the book, uh, planned the seeds of doubt, uh, got the documents signed, the creepy stares from wannabe Mickle, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, yeah. And also, you mentioned how the Hellgate one is a good driver. That's ironic with how Hellgate meth isn't. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right. I am going to give Jonas his first MVP of the season. Uh, more specifically, Adam than Jonas, but uh, both of them, really. 
you know, I think I think they had a big episode. He he actually revealed things to us, and Jonas finally got his dream of having sex with Martha as well. So, okay, I guess I could give it to Martha as well, but Jonas had more of the reveals. So, That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking too when we see Jonas and Martha having sex, it is like straight out of Terminator, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jonas is sent to another world to protect Martha to, um, you know, and it turns out he doesn't know he's there to protect what her baby is going to be. And he ends up creating her baby just like we see in Terminator. Yeah. Every time that Jonas kisses Martha, I just think of the scene from season one when the stranger asked Jonas, why did you kiss Martha? And I just like apply it to every single time Jonas chooses to kiss Mm -hmm. her. And it's like, I, I feel like the stranger, like wherever he's at, is always just like at that time, just like, God damn it, Jonas. <laughs> like over and over again. Like just don't fu- don't have sex with her, please. Um, I'm curious if- <laughs> But have sex with her because we need to exist. Right, exactly. But don't. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. I-, I was thinking too about the stranger and, uh, and Adam. And what if the stranger is a version of Jonas that doesn't go to the alternate world? So there actually are multiple versions of Jonas. And Adam is- Adam is a version of Jonas that did go to the alternate world, created this baby, but the stranger like has no idea about any of this because he didn't go to the alternate world. I mean, there's hints of that in an episode or two ago when he's like, has no memory of ever seeing. Right. Hannah. He talks about, and, and I or wondered if maybe Martha. it was going to be that he like fries his brain or something. And that's why he doesn't remember it. Like when Jonas comes back, but mm-hmm. we do need to get some explanation uh, about like how Jonas becomes a stranger and how the stranger becomes Adam. Well, there's still a possibility of when you cross worlds, you make a copy of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen that yet, but, you know, it could be with the twin, with the potential twin of the three ninjas as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with um, Mads showing up in both worlds. Mm, yep. That's still really odd. Yeah, that's true. All right. So we have uh, our MVP so far. We have the three ninjas with two, alternate Martha with two, Katarina with two, Jonas with one, and Peter with one. Our MVP scores. All right, let's go into a couple questions real quick. All right, so Adrian Colley wrote in with a couple questions. The first is that the female strangers 2052 bunker shows that Helge Doppler is the offspring of Greta and question mark. They're already burned in Tano in the diagram. That must mean Martha does not find out who Helge's father is. He says his money's on Noah being the father. Okay. I think I could see that. Yeah. And he also says on that same diagram, there is a straight line connecting Helge to Peter with not even a question mark to represent the mother. What could that mean? Um, I don't know. Any ideas? Um, I, I mean, I think it might just be that Peter is adopted by Helge. I mean, we just still don't know. We know, we know Peter showed up in 1987, at least in the prime world he did. And I think in uh, the alternate world he did too. But we don't really know where he came from. And mm-hmm. he clearly wasn't born in 1987. He's too old for that. Yeah. Um, okay, here's a good one. Uh, another one from Adrian. He says, uh, as well as a, awarding MVP points, you could probably always award a worst mother in Winden award. In this episode, <laughs> Doris, Agnes, and whoever the ninja's mother were all in contention for a point or two. Well, we know the ninja's mother is... Uh, is uh, I guess we yeah we know we know their mother is is Martha yeah um yeah I would say Agnes for just leaving Toronto behind I think Doris yeah. is Doris is like taking you know Doris is taking control of things yeah but I mean Doris is not, kind of yeah I guess I give it to Agnes Agnes has never been great as a mother 
Yeah, I mean, well, she's clearly left Tronte multiple times now. Mm-hmm. And he also points out that the ninjas all wear the same costumes. So sometimes they'll be in blue and all of them will be in blue. Sometimes they'll be in black and all of them will be in black. I haven't mm-hmm. noticed the color of their shirt. Their shirt's usually blue. Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought. I mean, could it be that, you know, each version wears a different color, like the, the mirror or the prime version? It could be. I think they've only been wearing blue, as I can recall, though. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, let's see. Brendan Fitzpatrick wrote in and he said, has Hannah's redemption been completed by her giving the coin? Mm. No, I don't think anybody has redemption in this show. No. And I don't think we've seen the last of Hannah either. I don't think it's just the Hannah goes off, especially considering she has the time machine. We have to see where she's going now. And she still has a baby. And she has a baby. Um, I'm curious how she's going to use the time machine though, because doesn't, it seems like there's the whole fuel issue with these time machines. Mm Mm-hmm. So I wonder if maybe like Claudia or somebody has to show up to show her how to use the machine. Yeah. Or she has to find like HG or something. Mm-hmm. Or HG. Um, and then he's also asking about the scene with Katarina's mom. He said, was that supposed to be Katarina's mom? Yes, that was. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's the name that we got a couple episodes ago. It's definitely hard to track, but they, they do spell that out. Um, and he says, I guess she was 12 in that scene. Yep. Uh, 12 and pregnant. Yeah, it seems like that's probably 12. I mean, you know, if she's if she's in her 40s or so in the 80s, you know, you can kind of do the math there. Mm-hmm. Um, but not pregnant with Katerina. Katerina is not old enough to have been uh, yeah. been that. But we do not know who Katerina's father is. And again, I guess we can just apply Noah to being everybody's father. Yeah. Um, Noah and Tronte really getting around town. Um <laughs> Worst father of the year, I guess. And Ulrich as well. I guess it's just like the, the men. They just think that they can, they can F wherever they want in this town. Yep. Um, all right. So that, that wraps up our feedback for episode number four. So if uh, when you watch episode number five, send in your feedback to us at digestingdarkpod at gmail.com. Be sure you include the episode number in the subject line and we will get to it. And if you have any feedback on this podcast too, you can always uh, send us an email just note that it's about our episode four podcast um i was thinking you know as we start to wrap up the season we're sadly getting close we're halfway through um it it might make sense to do a feedback show so what do you think about doing a feedback show between episode seven and the finale um yeah i think that'd be great so we take take an extra day off between uh episode seven and the finale so today is wednesday we've done episode four so that would mean episode five is on thursday Episode six on Friday, episode seven Saturday. Maybe we build in a buffer day with Sunday and then we record the feedback show on Monday and the finale on Tuesday next week. Sounds good to me. All right. So uh, if you have watched ahead, uh, we don't, you know, stay with us. But if you do watch ahead, uh, send in your feedback for anything before the finale. Just again, mark it either as for the feedback show or for the episode specifically. And we'll do an all feedback show between episode seven and episode eight. Mm-hmm. So, um, just to get us really, really ready for the finale to, to just talk about all the things that we want to see happen in the finale and all of our predictions and sort through the timeline. Yeah. Also, if you do want to put feedback in about non-dark related subject, I would suggest maybe suggesting a show like Dark that you feel is maybe very unfairly hidden that could be discussed that you may want to hear us possibly discuss in the future. Um, so... I've suggested Are you that, a certain show. No, no. Um, if it were up to me, um, though, 
and I guess I were going to Netflix, I wish that this show had a new season, but it would be like the OA. So something like the OA, mm-hmm. perhaps. I'm not saying you have to say that necessarily, but um, it can be an older show. It can be a show that's currently going on. Um, but I think that after going through Dark, I'd like to do another show. So yeah, I've been trying be to fun. think... I've been trying to think of some ideas and we have some really great listeners. So I've, I'm curious to maybe some shows that they would mention. Yeah. Or, or movies too. I know there's a movie you recommended to me that you said, you think this is how dark is going to wrap up. Yes. You thought it was, so uh, I'm waiting to watch that movie. What was that movie called? It's called predestination. Predestination. Um, yeah. Starring Ethan Hawke and Sarah Snook. So I think there's definitely a twist within that, that may have hinted me towards dark, but yeah, there's some really great, um, you know, if we want to go down time travel, just like good time travel movies. I mean, there's some really great ones that not a lot of people think of. But I just thought That's I'd for the future that. or the past. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, that could definitely be something we could talk about on the feedback show, too, is like what could be next? You know, what type of stuff would we want to cover? What would we recommend? What, yeah, what we dark. feel like, what was in, what influenced Dark? Yeah. Um, that's something I'm curious about. So that kind yeah. of stuff. So you guys got a couple of days to send in that kind of feedback, that more general feedback. And we'll talk about that. Um, and let's see. So the next episode is called life and death. Do you have any predictions for what we see in life and death? Uh, we'll see some life and some death. I mean, uh, I think I'm just going to predict in every episode that we see the murder at the lake till it happens. <laughs> Cause I need to see that. That's a, that's like the only, th- if I don't see a murder at that lake by the end of this, I don't understand this show. Um, yeah. So I don't know what we will see. I, in a lot of these, I've had a good prediction. I kind of have, don't really have a sense. We've now seen every timeline that we, we've seen. Oh, we haven't seen 1921 yet. Um, so we might see something in 1921, but I do think life is probably going to refer to alt Hannah giving birth. I think we need to see that. And if uh, the next episode in the alt world takes place on November 7th and the apocalypse takes place on November 8th, we need to see her give birth before the apocalypse, unless... Giving birth is the apocalypse. Right, I guess giving birth could be what triggers the apocalypse, um, mm-hmm. or one of, the, one of the few events that all trigger the apocalypse. Yep. I'll go ahead and say Hannah is going to give birth in the next episode. Okay. All right, so that is going to wrap up our podcast on Season 3, Episode 4, The Origin. Thank you guys again for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with Season 3, Episode number 5, Life and Death. Uh, you can email us if you have any feedback for the episode or uh, the show overall for the feedback show, digestingdarkpod at gmail.com. And you can follow both of us on Twitter. I'm at BrooksZA. And I'm at Aaron J-A-Y Brooks. And if you email us, just make sure you put the episode number in your uh, subject line so we don't accidentally get spoiled on anything. And Mm -hmm. otherwise, we will see you next time on Digesting Dark. Thanks for listening. See ya.